and you are risen waiting for us for that day, for us to meet you again. Lord, we ask that, Lord, as we go forth, Lord, as we move into this service, we, we, we want to say, Lord, pour out your anointing. Pour out your anointing in this place. Lord, pour out your anointing on our worshipers, God, on, on our, on our uh, singers, God, and on the, uh, the musicians, Jesus. Pour out your anointing on our pastor as he delivers the message. Pour out your anointing on our congregation and the ones watching on live stream, God. Lord, send a word, God. Send your fire to us today, God. Lord, mold us, break us, mend us into who you would have us to be, God. Lord, use us daily. Lord, pour out your anointing in us on a daily basis, God. But Lord, as we go into worship, Lord, we praise you. We praise you because you are worthy to be praised. We praise you because you are a good God. You are a wonderful Father. You are a teacher, God. You are one who cares, who forgives, who loves us, God. So, Lord God, we thank you in that aspect, God. But, Lord, also we come before you for the needs of the house. God, you see every single person in this place, every person listening on live stream, every person who is listening on the recorded uh, version of this service. You see who they are. You know the need. You see their heart in this very moment when they're hearing me speak, God. You know it, and I pray that you meet those needs today. Lord, there's nothing that's too big for you, Lord. I know you've met the needs. You've healed so many things, Lord, and I know it comes in your way, and I know it comes in your will. So, Lord, I pray your will be done over our church family. I pray your will be done in this service today, and we will forever give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen and amen. Worship this morning, church. Let's worship him in song this morning. What better way to spend this holiday than in his house? Let's bless the name of Jesus.
reign in our lives. Spirit reign in our lives. That's what we've been talking about over the last several Sundays as we've been talking about the Holy Spirit of God. And we need Him to reign in our lives now more than ever before. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise this morning? Glory be to God. Thank you to our praise team bringing us into worship today. Amen. This morning is Mother's Day. This morning is a day that we that has been set aside to recognize and to celebrate our mothers. There are some today that, and I've I've heard it over the over 20 plus years in ministry. I've heard several just tell me, "Well, I'm not a mother. I never had a. I never biologically gave birth to a to a child." You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. There's a lot of those that are they are mothers. In a spiritual sense, they have nurtured and they have they have cared for and they have watched after. The days that we've had baby dedications, what is one of the one things that that we tell that day? We come in and we say that not only is the mom and the dad the parent over that child, but guess what? Each of us as a part of this body of believers, as a family of God, we're part of that child's that child's raising, the growing and the nurturing of that child falls to us as well. We've got these babies and, and the children the children for Children's Church and our students. We've got to be the example. So there's a lot of us. Somebody asked me, said, how many children do you have? I've got one biological ch child, but there's several others that are part of my family. Some that are students and teenagers at this church that don't tell nobody but they got a code that can get into the house I trust them I, I you know hey but you know the thing about it is is we're part of a family together we're part of a family together we pray one for another we hold each other up and as Brother Michael mentioned earlier, as we take today to celebrate our moms, our moms have shown so much love towards us. Yes, we set one day aside as Mother's Day, but every day through the year we need to show our moms how much they mean to us. Why? Because of mother's love. There are times when only a mother can truly show that love. Only a mother can understand our tears. Only a mother can soothe our disappointments. And only a mother can calm all of our fears. There are times when a mother's love can share the joy that we feel. When it's something that we've dreamed about or it's something that's happened all sudden and it's real. There are times when only a mother's faith can help us through life's way and inspire us in the confidence that we need from day to day. From a mother's heart and a mother's faith, a mother's steadfast love were fashioned by the angels and sent from God above. We need that mother's love. Amen? Amen. This morning, we want to honor our mothers that are here. 
So in that, would the guys, would you please stand? If we could have on the able-bodied guys that are able to come, on the able-bodied guys that are able to come, one per family, due to, you're trying to do social distancing, one, would you please just come, and would you see Sister Callie and Brother Michael, one per family, would you come and see them? As they're doing that, moms, I've got a, we've got a short video we want to show you. seated when you go back. Church, would you join with me and would you give our moms a hand clap of appreciation? Amen. 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 Thank you so very much for being here with us today. Thank you for joining with us in celebrating our moms today. Amen. Moms are special. Amen. Guess what? Without your mom, you wouldn't be here. Hey, there's just no way to slice it and dice it, okay? Without your mom, you would not be here, amen? If there's anyone else in house of moms that you did not get a gift, would you just wave at us and so that way we can make sure... Those that have joined us on live feed that are not able to be here, if you are, if you're in our area and you're able, we're able to. If you would like, we would like to honor you and to give you a gift. Those that we have left, uh, if you would just text the number on the bottom of the screen, or you can call it, so that we can make sure that we get a gift to you as we're able. Uh, those that are not able to be here, we want to honor you as well. Amen. Amen. Once again, would you give our moms a hand clap of appreciation? Amen. Amen. This morning, we want to continue and we want to move. Uh, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, but we want to take a pause there for just a moment. And we want to talk about moms. We want to talk about what it is to have a Christian mother. There are so many in the world today that they don't necessarily have a, a uh, Christian role model. 
There are some in the world today that they don't have a Christian mom that they can look to. There are some that don't have a Christian dad they can look to. Let's just be honest about that. But what we want to understand and we want to look at today is that we need to have a Christian, we need to have Christian role models that we can look to. Mom and dads alike. We know that the society and the world that we're living in, there are a lot of dads that are playing the role of being the mom. Hello? And on the same token, there's a lot of dads that are playing the role and being being the mom. There's a lot of moms that are playing the role and being the dad as well. And those are it's a hard it's a hard task. It's a hard function in life to play to do both of those. I'm going to tell you something. Without without Sister Carrie, I don't know what in the world. Look, we'd go hungry. She can cook noodles. She can cook right. We're talking uh, for those on live feed. Sorry, we're talking about Miss Katie. She can cook noodles and she can cook rice. But like the Word of God says, man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall live by live by meat. Hello. Several years ago. Sister Carrie had to have uh, had to have surgery, and she was unable to cook for several several days. And I think that a lot of the ladies in this church thought that me and Miss Katie and 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 Sister Carrie was gonna go hungry because it was gonna be left up to to cook. We wasn't gonna go hungry as long as Dairy Queen and Jacks, all of those was. We was not gonna go hungry. We was not gonna have me cooking the food, but we was not gonna go hungry. So. Uh, if you want to know about me cooking, ask Sister Carrie about the uh, grilled cheese sandwich incident. So just maybe you better not ask her about that. But the point that we're making, a little funny, but the point that we're making is, is it's, it's, a, it's a lot to candle both roles. It's a lot. But there are those in the, in the society that we're living in that they have, they have, they have handled both roles, mom and dad. But what we must understand is even in all of those things, it is a great benefit to have a Christian example to follow. The benefits of a Christian mother. So this morning, if you have your Bibles, if you would, turn with us to the book of First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 1. First Samuel chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 15. For just a few moments, we're going to look at what the benefits are of having a Christian mother in your life. I want to ask you something, and you don't have to raise your hand, but I want to ask you something. How many of you this morning, you're here because they was a praying mama that got on their knees before God? You're here this morning because they was a praying grandmama that got on their knees before God. And they cried and they bawled their eyes out. And they wanted to make sure that their child, their grandchild, you, got a hold of God and did not fall in the same things that they've seen growing up. 
the same, the same life that they may have left, lived. They wanted to make sure that you followed that Christian example. There's many times that people have, have talked about having the, the fact that they don't have a Christian mom or a grandmom in their lives. But I want to tell you something. You might not have a biological Christian mom or a biological Christian grandmama, but you've got, if you've got a hold of a Christian family, you've got a spiritual mama that is getting a hold of God on your behalf. You want something to go through. You want something to happen in your life. They ain't nothing like getting a bunch of bunch of Holy Ghost filled women that knows how to get a hold of God. Their mamas and their grandmamas, they know how to pray and seek the throne room of God. I'm going to tell you something. You need something done in your life. Get about three or four of those around you. And I, Hello? You get, a, you get a Holy Ghost filled mama or grandmama. You get somebody, uh, a, a woman that knows how to pray. I'm going to tell you something. Something's going to happen. Do you know how I know this? Take a look at our scriptures. Take a look at verse 15. But Hannah, a mama, or soon to be, she answered because there was somebody, the security guard at the church, no, there was the priest, came over and thought that something was going on. And she said, no, no. I'm just a woman that is troubled in my spirit. I'm going to tell you something. You need, you got something going on. You share that with a praying woman. You share that with a Holy Ghost filled lady. But guys, I'm going to tell you something. Guy, let me talk to the guys for just a second. Guys, we've slacked. Every woman in here should have shouted and took about 14 laps. Let me, let me say that one again. Guys, we've slacked. It's time for the, I know this is Mama's Day's, Mama's Day, but guess what, guys? It's time for us to lace up our bootstraps, and it's time to tighten it up, and it's time to get a hold of God and do what we're supposed to be doing. But I'm so glad that there's a lot of Christian women that are troubled in their spirit because there's things going on in their family. There's things going on in the church. There's things going on in their, in their lives, and somebody's brought something to them, and they've gotten troubled in the spirit. I'm going to tell you something, church. We need, some, we need some guys and some gals. We need some gals and some guys that's troubled in the spirit and getting a hold of God. But she goes on to say this. I could say on that line right there for about another minute or two, but we'll go on and look at this. She goes on and she says, I have, I've drunk. I ain't drunk nothing. I've had no strong drink. But I have been pouring out. Y'all hear this? In the church world today, we've been asking on Sunday mornings and, and Wednesday nights, we've been, asking, we've been asking the church to give God five minutes. Let's just give God five minutes. I'm going to tell you something, church. We need some folks that's getting a hold of God, that's getting troubled in their spirit, and they're going to get a hold of God, and they're going to pour out their soul before God. You want something to change in your life? You want something to change in your family's life? You want something to change in the church? It's time for the church. Well, I know this is Mama's Day. I got a whole outline about mamas. But let's talk about this for just a second. It's time for the church world. Quit sitting back, looking like we're sucking on a persimmon or sucking on a lemon and we need to pour out our spirit pour out our soul before God because we're troubled in our soul in our spirit about things that's going on in our families 
You got somebody lost, you need to be troubled in your spirit. You got there's 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 folks that are not hungry for God in the church. We need to be troubled in our spirit. Oh, well, it wasn't supposed to go there, was I so sorry. Not. There's things going on in our state. We need to be troubled in our spirit. There's things going on in our nation. We need to be troubled. Hello. I could list a mile long. I could I could sit here and list a mile long the things that's going on in our nation. And there's things that some would say that's political. And there's things that some would say, oh yeah, preach it, brother. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to name one and we'll move on. You know, the fact of the matter is we got so many folks in Washington, D.C. right now that is advocating and pushing for uh, legalizing government-funded or private-funded abortion now where we was cutting it out. And now they want to bring it back so strong strong I'm going to tell you something if that doesn't trouble you in your spirit I don't know what else could trouble you I know we need to be troubled because we got lost loved ones but we need there's things going on in our nation that we need to be troubled in our spirit and as we do we need to start pouring out our soul before God there's no oh let's go on I, I forgot I got some more verses here verse 16 do not regard me as your servant, she says, as a worthless woman. For all along, I have been speaking out of great anxiety. Y'all didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? Hello? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've mentioned this very casually, very I've tiptoed, I've, I've touched on it, but there are so many that has allowed a battlefield of the mind to take over their heart, their mind, their soul, everything about their lives. I realize 100% that there is a battlefield in the mind. Hello? I do not believe that the battlefield in the mind, it, you, can, you can classify that, every one of them, as a demonic possession, although there's some folks that that's what they try to do. Oh, that's a, just a demonic spirit. We just, let me tell you something. There's a battlefield in the mind that is caused by anxiety. I realize that they make medication for that. I realize that there are doctors and, and there are medical professionals that's all over that. I am not denying that. I, I, look, there's folks that needs to be on medication. But I also know that there are folks that are depending on everything else but not depending on God. Hello? She said, in my great anxiety and vexation. In other words, she is troubled in her mind. She's got a battle going on in her mind. She's very depressed. She's got anxiety over this. But what did she do? She didn't do all these other things. What did she do? Go back to verse 50. I got a whole outline here on mamas. You want to know what it says? Go read it on the website. Look at verse 15. She was vexed. She had great anxiety. Do you know what she did? She went to the throne room of God and she poured out her soul before God. Church, it's time to get a hold of God. Go on to verse 17. Then the priest said, what did he do? He said, woman, you better get up and get out of here. 
because I ain't got time to fool you. I got a golf game to get to. He, he, he didn't say that, did he? He didn't say, woman, you better get on out of here because I got other things to tend to. You interrupted my nap time. Look, you know what else he didn't say? He, he did not say, listen here. You have called my cell phone at 10 o'clock at night and I ain't got time to fool with you. I'm going to bed. You can deal with your own problems and, and call me in the morning. But what did he do? He has listened. I'm going to tell you something. There are fo- there, Somebody in here said that earlier. There's a difference between a preacher and a pastor. There's a difference between a preacher and a pastor. A preacher can talk all day long, but a pastor is really wanting to know what's going on and wants to get connected and has a great burden for what's happening in your life. Hello? Don't you turn me off back there. What did he do? He said, go in peace. Because the God, I, I know what I know what that screen says. And live feed, I know what that screen says. But you're facing a hill that hear the DAL translation of that verse. You know what it says? He looked at her and he said this. He said, I want you to get up. I want you to dust off. I want you to go in peace. And I want you to have peace in your heart and your mind about this. Not because I heard your petition. Not because I heard your cries. Not because I heard your sorrows. But the God that grants our petition. The God that's alive and not dead. The the God that has Jesus Christ, the, His only begotten Son, standing at His right hand, making intercession for you and I. He has heard your petition. And not only has He heard, but He's getting ready to grant. Go on, look at verse 18. She said this, I hope that I have found favor in your eyes. She got up and she went her way. And you know what she did? She wallowed in her sorrow and her grief. She cried out a little bit more in a hidden area. She went back and she said, well, I don't guess God really hurt. No, that's not what she said. That's not what she did. Y'all look at what she did. She got up. She washed her face off. She went down to, to, down to City Market. Or, or, or Jacks or Dairy Queen and she gobbled it all up and she said God's got this we need some folks that's going to say God's got this hello now that I laid a little bit of a foundation y'all ready for me to preach okay good now let's look we're looking at the benefits of a godly Christian mama I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I'm glad that I've got a godly Christian mama. I hope she's watching this too. But not only do I got do I have a biological godly Christian mama, but I got a lot of other mamas. Hello? I got a lot of other mamas that have adopted us. 
they've adopted Sister Carrie and Miss Katie and they just tolerate me. But they have a they they pray over. And they they you know something happens, they're calling and checking. It's good to have a godly Christian example in your life. So let's take a look at this. Our great need of today. Now I went through on purpose and I made sure that there was a tithe envelope in every slot. So if you want to text it to yourself, you got a sheet of paper and you want to write this down, or you got or you you're watching the out looking at the outline, you're fixing to read these words. Or if you ain't get a tithe envelope, get an ink pen and write this on the back. Because I'm fixing to tell you something our world needs. Our world needs godly. That's G-O-D-L-Y. Consecrated. In other words, dedicated. I ain't moving. That's C-O-N. S-E-C, I hope I spelled it right on this. R-A-T-E-D. If you don't know what that word means, just put solid as a rock. And just write that down. Next word is praying. P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. Bible reading. Ooh. That's a, that's, a, that's a knockout, isn't it? God-fearing. Now, I'm going to read that back. Our world needs today. We don't need, we don't need uh, the next biggest fad. We don't need... The greatest next pair of shoes or the next design uh, uh, design shirt. We don't need an athlete to tell us anything about anything other than what they're supposed to be doing. A football player ain't got no business trying to tell me as a football player who I need to vote for. We don't... Uh, bring that back. Let me do that again. It's time... That we start getting back in the house of God and getting a hold of the horn of the altar of God because we need some godly, consecrated, Bible uh, praying, Bible reading, God fearing folks in the church today. So, for the next few moments, I want to talk about that and I want to talk about biblical Christian mothers. Now, I want you to take a look. Look at this. Number one, a biblical mother has got her own personal faith. So many times today people are so caught up on the fact that I've got the faith of my mom or my grandmama or i got the faith of this person and I'm riding on the coattails of, of this evangelist or this. No, you need to stand on your own two feet. Once you get to the age of accountability, students, kids, babies, hello, 
Once you get to that age of accountability, you need to start standing on your own two biblical feet. It ain't about riding the coattails of somebody else. But it is about getting a hold of God for yourself. Why? Because Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 26 through 28. Look at what it says. Now I may not read all these verses. So y'all just have to watch this. Afterwards. You shall be called. A city of righteousness. A faithful city. You shall be redeemed by justice. And those who are in her. They need to repent. Not under their own thoughts or their own process, but they need to repent by righteousness. Rebels and sinners shall be broken, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed. If you're not standing on your own two biblical feet, your own faithfulness of your own self, you're trying to ride it on somebody else, then guess what? You have forsaken the Lord God. No other way to slice it and dice it. I'm glad that we've got some biblical mamas. I'm glad that we've got some Christian women that are standing on God and showing the example of what it is to have your own faith. We need to be justified in our faith by our Savior. We need to have the joy of salvation. We need to be dedicated to the service of God. The next thing that we find about a biblical woman, a biblical mama, a Christian mama, is she has the persuasion of her family. Look, your family knows you better than anybody else. You cut me off again. Y'all, he ain't cut me off. I just want to make sure somebody's listening. Your family knows you better than anybody else. Your family knows your bad eating habits. Your family knows when you take your dirty clothes off and you leave your dirty socks by the front door. There ain't no way I'm getting through this, David. But your family also knows if you're really getting a hold of God in prayer. Your family also knows the time you spend reading your Bible. Your Bible, look, your family also knows if you're living a biblical life outside of the view of the pastor. Mamas and daddy, oh, I know this is Mama Day, but with daddies, you're going to get it again. Mamas and daddies, your kids know if you're faking it, church. And your kids and your family also knows that when you go to lunch and you have the pastor for lunch, they're not going to listen to the pastor. Boy, that was quiet. Hey, are we packed? Okay. Kidding. 
Y'all stuck with me. <laughs> you want to know, mamas and daddies? Daddies, sorry, y'all just get bumped, lumped into it. Do you want to know why your kids are not dedicated about church like you think they should? Well, when you talk bad about the pastor, you talk bad about the student pastor, you talk bad about the pastor's wife in front of your kids, you talk bad about the church in front of your kids, guess what? They're going to mimic what they see as an example. You want your kids to be in church? Lead by. Your family, what was my word? Your family, a biblical mama can persuade the family. Take a look at 1 Samuel chapter. I better take my glasses off so I'm not looking at nobody. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 11. She went into the home, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of the priest. He, the boy, is not going to know lest he was shown. Does everybody catch that? You're not going to know lest you're shown. Brother Michael, if everybody gets up and leave, would you just, while you're walking out too, would you just let me know? Okay. Thank you. We've got to show a godly example to our family. Brother Andy, does that mean we can't never get upset? No, I didn't know what I said. Hello? But what it does mean is we've got to show our family what it is to live a Christian life. I asked my daughter a question. I'm not going to tell you what the question was. I'm going to tell you part of her, exa- part of her answer. I asked her a question the other day. This was her, this was her answer. And I'm not telling you this because this is my daughter. I'm telling you this because this is, a, this is straight from the Word of God. I asked her a question. This was her response. Well, Dad, I don't know how to answer that because I wasn't raised like others were. Did everybody catch that? Brother Michael, is everybody still here? Okay, just one. Yep, everybody's here. What we've got to understand is that we've got to lead by example. I've heard too many times that, that kids will be roughhousing and they'll be vandalizing. And boy, I'm telling you, they, they, should be, they, they, they need to be punished. Well, yeah. But mama and daddy was the example to follow. I'm talking about a biblical Godly Christian mama. A godly Christian mama can lead by example, and that family will be more apt to receive Christ.
A godly Christian mama can lead by example and the children is more apt to respect the church. A godly Christian mama can lead by example and her kids will be more apt to run with other Christians. We need to lead by example. Now there's other things that we could do. We could talk about a biblical Christian mama and how that they've got a provision for the future. You could take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 through 3 where it talks about the first commandment that's given with promise. How that children need to obey their parents. Children need to obey their parents. Children need to obey their parents. It's not a matter of you better obey me because if I get to number three, then I'm going to, then I'm going to, I'm just going to. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I really ain't ever had that counting thing. <clears throat> that sure works every time. Look, she just popped up. It was like whack-a-mole. I don't know what it is, but across a, a crowded room, she can hear. Bam, she knows it. Why? Because you've led by example. We've got a, as a leading by example, we've got a provision for the future. The seeds that we sow are going to come up. Parents, we lead our children. We teach them. Guess what? That's what we sow into their lives. Later on, they're going to come back to it. Train up a child on the way they should go, and they'll not depart. Oh, but Brother Andy, I taught my kids right from wrong. I taught them what good and bad looks like. I taught them how to live. And they're just living, they're living like, like heathens. Do you remember in 1 Samuel what we talked about? How that, that, how that her spirit was stirred up and she got on her knees before God and she started praying and she sought God. Let me tell you something. You kids may be living like, like, the, like the devil himself, but you need to get a hold of God that God will bring back to their remembrance. Can't nobody pray for your kids like you can. Can't nobody get a hold of God for your kids like you can. Hello? Has anybody ever thought I would preach a normal service? As a mama, a praying mama, you provide protection against the foes. Look at Proverbs 1, 8 and 9. It says this, Forsake not your mother's teaching. I'm going to tell you something, church. I sure do wish that my grandmama would show me one more time how to make that milkshake. I wouldn't forsake that teaching. I wish my other grandmother would show me one more time how she made salmon patties and biscuits. I was told not to mention food. I just remembered that. Oops. I would not forsake that teaching. I'm going to tell you something, Brother Kevin. There's more teaching than just that. We've got the teaching that we also have is living a daily lifestyle for God. Living and, and invading, evading, excuse me, evading sinful lust. And establishing Christian love one for another. We can go on and we can see this last thing. 
as a Christian mom, a biblical Christian mother. People ask me often, I want you to hear me. People will ask me often, what do you do for a living? What's your job? What do you do for a living? And they're meeting them for the first time and getting to know them. What, what do you do for a living? I'm a pastor of a church. Oh, that's wonderful. So your wife works outside the home. Always. I don't know what that's about. So your wife works outside the home. No. Oh, she doesn't have a job. I didn't say that either. Mamas, biblical Christian mothers have a job that there is not a price tag put on. Hello? Every mother in here should have shouted. But I want you to know something. If you, if you function as a Christian biblical mother, your pay is out of this world. Take a look at it. Exodus chapter 2, verse 9. Exodus 2 and verse 9. Pharaoh's daughter said to the mother, by the way, take this child, nurse him, nurture him, take care of him, change his dirty diapers. Cook, clean, teach him the alphabet, A, B, C. Teach him his numbers. When he falls down off of his bicycle, go clean his, clean his wounds and, and get him up and bandage him up. Do all of the things of raising this child. And I'll give you your wages. This is for the godly Christian mothers in here. There's not a dollar amount in this world that could pay you what you should be worth. If you are doing the godly Christian example in front of your kids. But one day you're going to hear some words. And it says this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. As you enter into these gates, I want you to understand that your witness that you lived in front of your children, in front of your grandchildren, the witness that you live in front of those spiritual children, it will live on and on and on and on. You will never know how many people that your life has reached because you lived a Christian lifestyle in front of your children. So this morning, I want to tell you something, church. There's a warning in all of this for those that are lost and backslidden. You're never going to hear those words. But what we must do is we've got to live parents we must live a Christian example in front of our children, in front of our spiritual children. Why? 
I want to hear the I want to hear the words. Well done. Your legacy, your Christian legacy is going to live on and on and on. You don't know how many people you touched. Church, you need to understand. We're not going to know how many people we touched living a Christian lifestyle. But oh boy, there's one day we'll, we're going to find out. Would you stand all over the house? I know that we've come here today and we've honored our, 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 our mothers. We've honored our mothers and we have given them a small gift. But I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing that would be a gift, be wages enough, than if a mama seen their child give their heart and their life to God. Or to receive that phone call. Mama, I got saved because you've been praying for me. Now church, this morning, as we're fixing to dismiss our live feed, thank you so much for being in the house of God with us today. There'll be no live feed service tonight. We'll continue back on next Sunday evening with our live feed. Be sure to... Uh, visit our website at cvcog.church for all the information concerning everything that's going on here at Coosa Valley. May the good Lord bless you. Amen and amen.